shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Amen. Amen. COVID is far away from us. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we happy to be in the house this morning? Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see some of you. Praise. Good to see you. Amen. Uh, I, I, okay, yes, uh, good to see you too. Praise God. Uh, Indira, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. And I greet each and every one of us. And the reason I'm just doing that, I mean, you see, we took a bird off. So I haven't seen you in almost two months. Amen. So, amen. I'm greeting you all. Amen. And everyone here as well. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, uh, can you help me appreciate my wife, Joy? Uh, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Are we blessed to the house today? Are we okay? Amen. Can we open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 3? Amen. And uh, Victoria and Jimmy, thank you for that worship. Amen. <laughs> Thank you all the way from GT. That's good. Thank you for joining us. Amen. And blessing us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 3. No, we're not too long. I'm sure they are going to do more reopening so more people can join us. Okay, and I know we very not too long because I know I've been tracking it. I know they're about to oh, this week. I don't know if they reach they'll go for places of worship yet. But I know this week they are planning some new plans. Amen. Based on how things are going, the cases are going down and ETC. So we'll see how it goes. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But God has been good to us all this while, hasn't he? Amen. You know, when the COVID first hit, I was like, I was so, so afraid. I was like, what will happen to everybody? Ah, Jesus. What will happen? You know, economy, you're thinking about economy, you're thinking about school, you're thinking about everything. You know, I'm the kind of soul that I internalize people's problems. And because they're thinking of my own. <laughs> Amen. You get it? Amen. Uh, so, I was so I was so concerned. I was like, hey, I was I was going to keep everybody. Amen. And it's not as though we don't have problems before COVID came on. We had issues. <laughs> we already had pre-existing issues that God was helping us manage before COVID came. And then COVID now came. Amen. So I was so concerned. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I have a testimony through this season. 
There is not one of us that God has not sustained. And mostly without my help, I did not even put my hand inside it. I was expecting that, you get me. But mostly without even any of our help. God is great. God is what? God is great. God kept us all. God sustained us all. Provision, supply, shelter, everything. Everything we need for life, man. God did us. God provided. Amen. And I've seen him doing some miraculous door openings too in the, in, the, in the past few weeks. God is great. I say we'll come out of this stronger than we were ever. Spirit, soul, and body. Praise the name of the Lord. The devil is a liar. Amen. The church too will come out of all this stronger than ever before. Next time, governments will be afraid to restrict. <laughs> they will be careful next time. What God is going to do in the end time is in the book of Revelations. God is going to do in the end time harvest, this last harvest, a great multitude which no man can number. It's going to happen in our generation. Jesus told me. Amen. But I was just driving one day, praying in tongues, getting tired of the world, complaining to Jesus. Please. Then can we just vacate this thing and move on with our life in heaven? <laughs> and Jesus told me, you are through the Holy Ghost, if you don't do what you are doing now, I cannot come. And it shocked me. But go and read the, the scriptures. Amen. If the prophecies of revelations don't come to pass, Jesus is not returning. Amen. I mean, okay, should I pray to you? Let me show you when Jesus came back. And let me show you some things that happened before, before Jesus will come back. Let's see when Jesus comes back. Revelation chapter 19. Amen. This is not my text for today. Just adjusting. Adjusting. Amen. Revelation chapter 19. From verse... I'll just read from verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife had made herself ready. Verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Verse 9. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So these are some of the last things that happen. Then verse 11, verse 11, what does it say? And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. 
upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So this is when he was what? Coming back to the earth. And I saw heaven open. He took up the white horse, and those who were in heaven, saints, followed him, and they were coming back down to the earth. How do I know they were coming back down to the earth? You will see verse 19. Um, and I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together, they get river, to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. You know, the word we call Armageddon, the end. The kings of the earth, the beast, the antichrist, they will gather together, waiting, they will see Jesus coming, they wait for him. Maybe they want to use the clay bomb, who knows? They think that's in the unit. They don't get certain. Amen. And Jesus will be coming and say, you know, I'm sure they will be having movies there of aliens. You know, like Superman, you get me? And so when they are coming for what is that his kingdom? Superman's uh wherever he came for, he gets that the alien is coming, so let's go and fight them as they are coming from the sky. <laughs> you know, this kind of alien is your God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So Jesus returned. There are certain things that happened that caused Jesus to return. So he's returning here in chapter 19. I want to show you some events that have not yet happened. That will need to happen for him, chapter 19 to happen. For him to come back. Amen. Let's just take a look at Revelation chapter 7. Just one. There are many. But that's just one of it. Amen. Just to let you know that he's coming home. He's soon home. But some things need to happen. Amen. And that's what he meant by us doing what we ought to do. Amen. Let's see. Revelation chapter 7. I'll read quickly. For just time's sake. Uh, 7 verse 1. And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four wings of the earth. And the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. See that word? Seal of the living God. And a cloud with the eight cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Verse 4. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel, meaning Israel means people of God, amongst all the people of God. They were sealed what? An hundred and fourteen and four thousand. Now they named the tribes. Now verse nine. It's not. It doesn't end there. Let's see verse nine. After this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which what? How many man? No man can number. It is not chapter seven. Before chapter nineteen, when Jesus comes back, have we seen it yet? We can still number us, can we not? <laughs> but if that, a season is going to come on the earth where there will be so many believers seeking God's face that no man can number. It means billions. Whenever you're talking about no man can number, you're talking about billions. Like the sand of the seashore. Amen. It's going to happen whether we like it or not. So Jesus is not coming until it happens. Because not one jot will drop until the prophecy is fulfilled. Are you saying so? You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, 
know in this COVID time, people say, ah, Jesus is coming tomorrow, he can come. He will know he can come anytime. Well, I know he's not coming today or tomorrow. Why? Because I've not seen this great multitude. When I see them, then I'll now know that, okay, okay, it's coming very soon. In fact, what will cause this great multitude has not even happened yet. God did not send coronavirus, that only Satan. God has not started his own. When God starts his own, we we'll know. It's still Satan that's disturbing the earth. Every <laughs> COVID. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. See, let's see. He said, after this I beheld and know a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues. These, these are scriptures that I hold on to. Stand in faith. We are not wasting our time. Amen. By your desire to grow in Christ, grow in knowledge, you are growing into an identity called that name. The name of the Father. Is that name? Is that name? And that name is the seal. In Revelation chapter 7 that we just read, it's also in Revelation chapter 14. It's a seal. That name. That's what you are learning. That's what you are growing into. And the, you see, the one for 4,000 in comparison to the great multitude, they look like little. Is always, let me tell you, the signature of God. God always raises a few first before he's ready to raise a multitude. Every check, every move of God, study God's generals, study every move of God that God has gone upon the face of the earth. The most recent one, maybe in the US, with the World of Faith movement. Before the Second World War, there were just a few of them, Kenneth Davy. Or Robert, you can name them with your number, with your finger. See husband who were fellowshipping together on faith and they were being driven out of churches because people thought that their doctrine was funny and weird. Even Kenehiki one day, he was pastoring the church. They called him. It's because the, the, the members of the church were liking what he was saying. But the board of directors were not liking it. So they called him for meeting. They said, Papa. Yeah, we, it, it, you, see, you see, we are going to promote you to senior pastor, but we just have only one condition. This faith you are preaching, stop preaching it. Hagen couldn't do it. So because of that, he was, they had to, they, he let, so they let him go from the church. And then he suffered, he was going itinerant ministry, driving for months at a time, leaving the family to minister in different cities. That was Hagen's life until, and why all that while, because the season had not yet come for the prosperity of that world of faith. So it took him years, almost a decade in fact, right in David's time. Then later on, to, during the Second World War or thereabouts, God, while David was praying in the spirits, a prophecy came out through him. And the prophecy God gave him was that after the Second World War, there's going to be healings and miracles and uh, uh, what's, what's the, uh, uh, signs and wonders, yeah, spectacular supernatural miracles that's going to flow in America like water after the Second World War. And excuse me, did that not come to pass? You can even go and watch some old videos. <laughs> some of the old videos of making, some of the old videos of miracles done in those days. Line of video. When the spectacular miracles, if you see the one I was watching that, somebody had longer legs. That, you know, some people, their two legs are not the same height. The leg was growing. On video, 
the level was growing very rapidly. It was, it was flowing in America in the 50s, in the 60s, and the 70s. Amen. So God's signature, as you can see here again, is to raise a few friends, establish them in truth, establish them in the doctrine he wants to raise his people before he does what? A great multitude. Now, what is going to cause this great multitude to come forth? We can read it further. It says, Right after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and children and people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which seated upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. Three, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Now, verse 13. And one of the angels answered, said unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Where did they come out from? Great. So it means that, first of all, before Jesus comes, there will first be a great tribulation on the earth. We have not seen it yet. And then after that, there will be a, there will now be a great harvest, meaning great multitude. Praise the name of the Lord. You get me? And there are still things that will happen after that. I'm just giving you this one as an example. Amen. Let's see another witness. Hebrews chapter 12. About this great tribulation. That's going to come upon the earth. Well, I, I mean, the witness of Revelation is already here and amen. <laughs> I don't know if you show you scripture, not scripture. This, this, this is God's signature. This is how God does things. Amen. Uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Then verse 27. I'll start from verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. You know, the time and chance happened to them all. This is your season for you to receive the speakings. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not, who refused him that speak on earth? How much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven? What does speaketh from heaven means by revelation? You know, it's a revelation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. In it is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith. Another witness, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in where? In heavenly places in whom? In Christ Jesus. So when you are hearing the doctrine of Christ, what are you hearing? You are hearing all things, those spiritual blessings that are in Christ. You are hearing the revelation of righteousness. Amen. Which is coming by revelation. Meaning, who is speaking from heaven? Christ, who is in heavenly places. So it's a, that's why it's a revelational ministry. For the letter, he lent. Not so. 
but the Spirit giveth life. For the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are not, there's not man's calculation. I'm not calculating it. It's spirit and life. It's by revelation, by leading, by the leading of the Holy Ghost. Who will now, Jesus will say, he will not take of that which is his. He will take, rather, what would the Holy Ghost do? He will take of that which is mine. Where is he? Seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Ghost will go and take it from Jesus. Take of that which is mine and bring it to you. How does he bring it to you? By what? By revelation. Right? For if they escape not, who refuse him that spoken on, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven? Amen. I like to give scriptures. Let's give me one more, one more witness of this revelation. I've connected how Christ is in heaven. Amen. He's speaking from heaven. Are we getting me? He's speaking from heaven. How is he speaking from heaven reaching us? By the Holy Ghost. Right? By the Holy Ghost. Who is in you? In me. It's by the Holy Ghost I'm speaking. So what am I speaking? I'm speaking what he's speaking from heaven. Are you getting that? Any questions? The, the day you understand that thing, you, you, won't, <laughs> you won't jump to revelation. When you are hearing revelation of the doctrine of Christ, you are hearing, it's not James you are hearing. You are hearing your Lord speaking from heaven. Through a vessel, even though I make mistakes, we make mistakes. But mostly, what you are receiving is a speaking from heaven. That the Holy Ghost will take, not of himself, but of him. That's what Jesus said. He will not talk of himself. He will take of that which is mine from heaven and bring it to you. So, is the voice speaking from heaven. So, I want us to know, let's not miss this thing. Every time you are under the revelational word, you are hearing heaven. Revelation simply means something that is not new, that is new, something that is not on earth, it's not common on earth. Revelation, like even in technology, a new revelation. They just came out with a new phone, money of phone. They call it a revelation. Something new. It means something that was not accustomed to the conversation, to what we are used to on earth. So you have to come from heaven. So anything that comes from heaven is new. And what is new is a revelation. Amen. I want to confirm that, let's see, uh, is it 1 Corinthians chapter 2? I will come back to Hebrews chapter 12. Does anyone have any question? Are you understanding me? Amen. If you get this power, you know that it's heaven you come here to hear. When you, you are coming here to hear heaven, the voice of him that speaks from heaven, Amen. The moment I calculate my own, is ready death. I'm ready cycling in. The moment I already calculated the manner. Amen. <laughs> the moment I already calculated it, I already small, small. You get me? Cycling in. But you know, even the administration of death is also glorious. Remember, second Corinthians chapter 3. It's also glorious. So it means it can also give you a little bit of blessing. 
Amen. Are, are you blessed today? Have I said anything wrong? Are we okay? Do we have any questions? Ask so. Let me help. If I can help. Alright, let's see this witness. First Corinthians chapter 2. From verse 9. Let's see a revelation we have. This will help. This will, if you will take it slowly, this will really help. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen in your physical eyes, nor ear heard your physical ears, neither have we entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that what? That love him. Verse 10. But there's a method by which God gives it to you. You can't see means you can't search it out on this earth. Am I communicating? But God has still done what? Reverend, say we say Reverend. Reverend. I'm not hearing you. Revelation. But God has revealed them unto us by who? By his spirit. So if you are not if you are not under revelation, you are not even started really hearing the things of God. All you can the best you can deal with is the hand of God. It is already known. Both butter my bread, sugar my tea, double double, give me house, give me car, give me job. That's the best you can do. If you have not submitted to revelation. And it's those things are still blessing us so. But when if you want to access the things that God calls spiritual blessings, his own things, the only way to access it is by what? By revelation, because they are not here on earth. The only medium they can bring it down to you from heaven is by revelation. Now why? What are you accessing by revelation? See this, it's not car. It's different. You don't access car by revelation. You access car by faith. And yes, use faith for car, it's okay. But this one is not by I believe I receive. This one you sit down and hear revelation to receive this one. Let me see. Let's show what things. What are you receiving by revelation? It's deeper. Then what are you receiving by revelation? Verse 11. Verse 10, sorry. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth how many things? All things. What again? Yay! The deep things of God. There are two dimensions in God. It's all things and then yea, the deep things of God. All things meaning referring to the word of God. How do I know? John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Let's see it. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made of So when you are hearing the revelation of the Word, what are you accessing? All things. This Word 
so what we call who? Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you seeing why we, we say the doctrine of Christ? Amen. When you are accessing the doctrine of Christ, do you have a question? Okay. Any question? When you are accessing the doctrine of Christ, what are you accessing? All things. And how does the gospel doctrine of Christ come? Or the gospel of Christ come? Romans chapter 1. By revelation. Righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Are we seeing it? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's, let's go back to that Corinthians. Let's see that Corinthians a bit more. I, I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. Verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth what? All things. What is it? All the world. This is what Jesus was just in. I remember Jesus was just in us that it is better for you that I go. Right? Because when I go, what would I send? I will send you another comforter, even the Spirit of Truth, which is the Holy Ghost. What would he do? He would teach you. <laughs> yes. And how would he be bringing the authors by revelation? He begin to teach you connecting spiritual things with spiritual things, connecting scriptures with scriptures. And little by little, as Isaiah will say, here little, dear little, line, line upon line, precept upon precept, line upon line, precept upon precept, here little, dear little, until a season will come after you heard, you now have heard all things is possible. Amen. God can make you a vessel that carries all things. It just means you are a carrier of the word. In the world in its spiritual state. Not the letter. It's not cramming. Amen. Do I need to clear something up for anybody? I want to make sure you get this. I'm not rushing you. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So, but God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man, they now made this practical, I want you to understand this well. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man that is in him? For example, nobody knows what I'm thinking except my spirit. Don't worry, I'm thinking good concerning all of you. I don't think evil against anybody. But you can't know. <laughs> you just have to trust that <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot tell what I think. And you know, when you can't tell what some of these things is when mistrust comes. A lot of the time, when distrust is like, am I sure if I follow this guy? Am I sure he's leading me to the right place? It's all those things because you can't tell what I'm thinking. If you, I, I wish they could just give you a movie of my soul. You, you'll be okay. I'm only thinking good about everybody. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I make mistakes, though, but it's out of innocence. It's not out of. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, they are saying that no, if, if nobody can tell me what I am thinking, except who? My spirit that is inside me. Now look at this. The same way, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, save for who? For the spirit of God. So the same way, nobody can tell what James is thinking, except the spirit of James. The same way God is, nobody can tell what God thinks, or what God is thinking, what is in him, except who? The spirit of God. Are you seeing why when they bless her with the Holy Ghost, they bless her with a terrible blessing? Terrible in the sense of awesome blessing. Awestruck. Beyond wonderful blessing. That Holy Ghost that they deposited in you the day you got born again, we are not even using it to its full capacity. Only using it for money. He can do much more than that. He can go and set the mind of God and give it to you. By revelation. If you so seek it. And every mind of God you access, you've just been blessed. My ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. For Holy Ghost can give you his thoughts. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways and your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. So you see the gap. For Holy Ghost can preach the gap. It's called the repair of the bridge, not so. He can bridge the gap by dousing you with revelation of his thoughts and of his ways. You are getting closer to God by every revelation. You are moving on. You are going closer. You are approaching God. You are getting closer to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, hear this. The reason why God raises a few first. You see, we have read, let me connect it back. Revelation 14, raise one for 4,000 first before great multitude. It's because tribulation is what will cause the great multitude. Aha. Uh-huh. The sealing of the one for 4,000 is to seal them against tribulation. Tribulation will not come near their dwelling because of seal. Are you seeing that concept of seal? Remember in Egypt, what did God do for the household of Israel? He said, put blood on the doorposts. He passed over them. He sealed. Make them, God will raise a few, make them immovable by things. Before he shakes the heaven and the earth. Let's see it. We're in Hebrews chapter 12. It's Bible. It's, ah, I love Bible, man. Bible is complete. Amen. You receive it again. Things that can be shaken. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We're in verse 26. Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he had promised, saying, Yet once more, I will shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Verse 27. And this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of, of what? Those things that are things that are shaken. Those were things that are shaking, as of the things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken, excuse me, what are the things that cannot be shaken? The world. 
Amen. The what? The word. You say, what am I saying again? Let's see it. Say with me. Azar chapter 40. Azar chapter 40. From verse 6. Are we there? Amen. Azar chapter 40 from verse 6. The voice said, Cry. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is what? Grass. All flesh is what? Grass. And the goodliness, meaning the glory thereof. The best of flesh is what? As the flower of the field. The grass, what will happen to the grass? It redirects. The flower faded. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it, meaning shaketh it. Surely the people is grass. So it's people who are flesh is grass. Now, verse 8. The grass redirects. The flower faded. But what will happen? But the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. So when they are downloading word into you by revelation, you don't know what God is doing to you. You think it's just English while speaking. We are giving you things that are immovable. It will tell when God starts shaking things. That's when you will know that. Hey, well, thank God we have been here. Thank God I was listening to Pastor. <laughs> thank God I don't know how they call me fool. <laughs> he said you appreciate it. The word of our God is what? Is unshakable. He will stand. Another witness, first Peter. First Peter. First Peter chapter 1 from verse 22. Actually 24. What we just read, just a confirmation. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. Verse 25. For the word of the Lord endureth. And this is the word which by the gospel, which gospel? Gospel of Christ is what? Is preached unto you. That's what you are hearing right now. Is what? Is preached unto you. You are receiving substances that are what? Unshakable and immovable. Is everybody okay? They ask. And that's a are you okay? You good? Everybody's fine. Should they worry you? Any questions? Anything troubling you right now? You just want to let's discuss it.
attitude. And does anyone have anything to add? Let me see the 
at the end of the day, he did it. He did it. He is doing it. Amen. It's important to have a thankful heart. Content, thanksgiving. It helps you not to murmur. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we were sharing in faith seekers about faith. What killed the whole company of the children of Israel was murmuring against God. It's murmuring that led them to a lack faith. That they did not see God was feeding them manna from heaven every day. In fact, I was going to tell myself, before the guy came, those 10 spies came and gave him a report. That morning, what did they eat? That same morning, though, before they came to give their evil report. That same morning. They ate what? Manna. Where did the manna come from? From heaven. Oh, they are giants. In fact, we were like grasshoppers in front of them. You just ate bread from heaven. You are talking evil. In fact, God should give me one of that bread. <laughs> I will slap any any Amalekite. Not to talk of the God who part, you saw Red Sea part. Excuse me, who escorts them in the wilderness by day? Pillar of what? Cloud by night. Pillar of what? This is not sun. This is not moon. So. Why they were under the pillar of cloud, they were giving evil testimony. Ah, those people are giants. In fact, when we go there, they will kill us all. Pillar of cloud is following is on top of their head. That's why God called it an evil report. You you didn't you didn't give the full picture. You're only giving a, a report of what you saw. You saw tall people. And so, excuse me. You know what I'll just I'll say, if I was I just say them, no, 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 don't worry, just think about it. See, I'll just say, look up, I'll wait till night time, look up, you see that fire? Don't worry, when we get there, we can just call that fire down. We will not burn all of it. <laughs> Very simple, it's not a difficult thing to take over the map. This is what happens when a man is not thankful, you don't count your blessings. You are not seeing what God. In fact, they got so used to the pillar of cloud, they thought it was part of the cloud. <laughs> they got so used to man and jumping from heaven, they thought it was just a natural thing. Many things God has done for us, we just acclimatize it into our nature. As though it's natural. No, it's not. Amen. God has been so good to us. So good to us. If you know how many evil spirits wanted to kill us because of the world we are accessing, that we are alive. <laughs> all our enemies and them that hate us, God is delivering us from all of them one by one. From sickness, from disease, from evil spirits, from evil leading. Some of us almost left the path. Left the faith, left the thing because of troubles, because of thin mind, thoughts, that evil spirits arrested our thoughts. But God kept you. Those are things to be thankful of. I tell people that me, I cannot deny this thing though. Hmm? I was hearing them a testimony yesterday that. When I was in university, I used to be a samurai. 
Meaning I used to have anxiety issues, anxiety problems. Do you know what solved my problem? It wasn't prayer, it was word. By itself, it didn't went. I started speaking clear English by, by myself. I did not pray about it. Anxiety disappeared by itself. Peace as a result of word. I can't deny it. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Think about it. For those people who are just, they're just murmuring, speaking evil. But let's count their blessings. Ten plagues in Egypt. Amen? Ten plagues in Egypt. That God was doing to for whose behalf? For them. After that, parting of the Red Sea. After that, pillar of cloud. Are you counting? Pillar of cloud by day. Pillar of fire by night. After that, Amen. Visitation of Mount Sinai. All those signs, they forgot about it. They were not counting on this. They were not thankful enough. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house today? That Hebrews chapter 12 says, Wherefore, we are receiving a kingdom, this is what you are receiving, a kingdom that which cannot be moved. Let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably. Acceptably, with what? With reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming Fire. Hallelujah. So you are receiving things that make you what? Immovable. And that thing is what we land in is kingdom that cannot move. A time will come where shakings will come upon the earth. Amen? And what will happen to you who has things that cannot be moved? You will not be moved. I, I want to prove this to you again. I have another witness. Amen. Are we ready? I want to prove this to you again. Let's open our Bibles. Revelation chapter 3. Are we ready? Revelation chapter 3. This will seal it because he has said it explicitly. Revelation chapter 3, when he was writing to the church of Philadelphia, from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia writes, This thing saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. He that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can what can shut it. Why? For thou hast a little strength, and hast done what? 
kept my word. What is that word? That immovable thing. Remember? And then the next one is, and not denied my name. What is that name? The seal. Because you will see that one for four thousand in Revelation 14 again. And that seal was actually named. A name. Amen. So what did you keep? You have kept my word and has what? And has not denied my name. I will skip verse 9. Because what I'm going is 10 and 11. But anyway, let's read it. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Which say they are Jews and are not, but who lie? Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. That is another message to preach. Amen. Verse 10. Because thou hast kept what? The word of my patience. It means you've kept my word till the end. Meaning, you have not transgressed, but you abided in the doctrine of Christ till the end. What would they now? I will also keep thee, and this is it. See it now. I will also keep thee from what? The hour of temptation which shall come upon the all the world. All the world there, all the world, all he created. To try them that dwell upon the earth. Are you saying that? So God can keep you because of this world. I say what? God can keep you because of this world. I will also keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. What is thy crown? Holding the world is your crown. <laughs> Glory to God. I, I preached it last week. What was Paul about to receive? A crown of righteousness. I fought a good fight. What was the good fight? The good fight of faith. What was that? Faith coming by hearing and hearing of the word. Paul had kept the word. Now awaited me for me a crown of righteousness which God promised to me, but not only me, all them that love him. So hold on to your word. Abide is your crown. Oh, glory to God. You know how we, last week I was preaching about Paul giving us instruction. Let's move on and spoil you. Then John saying, Do not transgress. Abide, if so ever transgress and abide not in the doctrine of Christ, hath not God. That if any man comes and brings any other gospel, don't even take uh, him bye bye. Jesus' own has his own here. Yeah. Look at Jesus' own, verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast, that which thou hast, that who, that who, that no man, no man, remember, lest any man spoil you. Jesus said it too. Paul said it. John said it. Jesus said it. Abide. Don't turn away from it. Don't look back. Don't put your hand on the pillow and look back. And why do they keep using the word, lest any man? They know it's Satan or it's behind the man. But they know Satan doesn't appear to me. Stop hearing. Stop hearing Christ. Stop hearing the word. Stop hearing Pastor Jay. No. You will slap him. You will come call me. Say, Pastor Jay, do you know what happened? <laughs> I will now pray. And now you now will be your faith.
to even build more. No. He uses the when he wants to move you out of this kind of world, he appears like an angel of light. In the form of a man, a friend. Now, don't blame anybody. Satan can use anybody. If I that friend five years from now will also come and hear word of righteousness. I gave, I told you about that last week too. But any man, it means any man. Any man. Amen. I, I, I want to know how much darkness hates you right now. That they are willing to go to any light, any lens to get you out of light. Oh my God. I don't know if you are getting me. When you are in light, when you are joining in Christ, you are joining to becoming immovable. And the moment you become immovable, Satan is finished. He has lost concerning the battle concerning him. It is finished concerning him and you. He knows it. Think about it. any formidable foe who wants to stop you from getting to the place where you are immovable. And he will do anything. He fights like a lawless bastard. He will do anything. Use anybody. After he has used the person, the person will be okay. Okay? <laughs> Don't blame anybody. They will be okay. <laughs> but the, what is you is after, not the person. He will use anybody anyhow. If he can only use me against you, he will try. He will attempt it. If he can, maybe if I'm having a bad day, you get me. Or maybe I am also murmuring against God one week. That God, why didn't you do this to me? Then I will not get angry. <laughs> and when I'm not preaching, I'll start saying rubbish. <laughs> you have to pray for me too. Because when they say any man, it means any man. So what should you do to protect yourself? Guard your heart with all diligence. Your hearing of Christ. Your word. You must be a word-based soul. You must protect it at all costs. You must abide and hold on to it at all costs. Lest any man spoil you. Or Jesus. Jesus will not define it in the most perfect way. He called it your crown. You are holding your crown. Imagine. You are holding your crown. Then somebody will come and take it from you. It means that you did not value it. It means that you will say, what is this? Like Esau. Okay. You are playing with it. <laughs> your crown, oh. Your crown, oh. You better value your crown, oh. Uh, righteousness is your crown, oh. They call it crown of righteousness. Crown of righteousness. Which is the righteousness that they've been revealing from the doctrine of Christ. From faith to faith. Crown means it is finished. Means you are coming to the all things of that revelation. Your crown. Don't joke with your crown. Don't joke. That no man take your is your crown. Keep the word. Keep it till the end. Abide in it. Abide in it till the end. Let nobody take your crown. You can do other things so, but let nobody take this one. Why? Because when you hold your crown, there is more. There is what? There is more. Let's see. 11. This is 12. Is it a one shot? I'm like, God, you too, they bless me. Oh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's see verse 12. 
He that overcometh, it means he that holds on to his crown. Because he just gave you his key to overcome. Because it means that many people will come and try and take your crown. Satan will send many. All diverse manners. Those you trust, those you don't, all kinds of people. To take your crown. But what should you do? He that overcometh, that holds his crown, what would they now do for you? I will make him a what? A what? A what? In where? In the temple of my God. This is not on earth. Kingdom. In the temple of my God. And he shall do what? Go no more. Praise, you can become permanent in the temple of God. You become. <laughs> That's your place. There's a term for it, but it's called cast apart. Cast your Lord, your portion. You have your portion in God. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Your mansion is waiting for you. It's there. You can come into your lot. They can make you with your mansion. They'll make you a pillar. You become, you know, all those, I know the art gallery. The art. You become an act in God's house. God will be looking and say, Have you seen my son Jesus? Look at this. <laughs> Glory to God. But that's not it. We sang a song this morning. I will be still and know you are God. There is no right to me if you are not still, if you are not yet still. The reason why they make you a pillar is to make you still. And you will go no more out. If you are still thinking of going no more out, they are not ready to write here fully. When, they, when you are bold and taking your place, and you are now a pillar in the temple, what will God then begin to do? Let's see it. And I will write upon him what? Are you seeing name? Are you seeing name? Remember the seal of the living God. In chapter 14, they called it the Father's name. Are you seeing it again? Another witness. What will they write upon you? The name of my God. It's possible. Just hold the word till the end. That's what John meant. If you abide in the doctrine of Christ, you will have God. To have God means He will save you. He will put His name on you. On your forehead. Meaning identity. It's possible and it's easy. You don't believe me. It's easy. Hold your word. Hold on. Abide in the doctrine of Christ. It's easy. <laughs> they are looking at me. <laughs> I said it's what? Because it's just one thing. What should you do? Abide in the doctrine of Christ. The end of the doctrine is that you will have God. And I know it's also not easy. Because of the enemy. But can you not mind him? In sickness or in health, receive the care of Can you not mind him? Do you have food to eat? Do you have clothes to wear? Do you have shelter to lay your head? Continue. Don't mind him. They've given us the path. It's easy. 
My yoke is easy. My burden is light. This is the yoke and this is the burden. What makes burdens not light is because we are carrying other burdens that God did not send us message. Call the world, flesh, carnality, wrong ambitions, wrong expectations. They weigh down the soul. Amen. Well, you're not just finished there. I'll write on him, upon him, the name of my God, and then what else? And the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him what? My new name. Oh my God, Jesus. Hold the word, please, I beg you. He will lead you to all these things. Hold the word, please, I beg you. Abide in the revelation of Christ's doctrine. It will lead you to all these things. Are you seeing blessing? Are you seeing blessing? These names will make you eternal. This is eternal life right here. Name of my God. Name of the city of my God. My own name. Has God blessed us today? Hallelujah. This is not the direction I wanted to go, but something is a really close revelation. <laughs> they moved the team as they wanted to go. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Are we ready? Amen. Are we ready to be blessed? Let's see more. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to help us more this afternoon. Let's see Hebrews chapter 1. I'll start from verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. At in this last day spoken unto us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory, and express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself forged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty of life, being made so much better than the angels, as he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. See name again than they. Now let's see verse 8. But unto the Son he said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Why is it righteousness? How does our righteousness come? By revelation. But I want to show you one more thing. Verse 9. Thou hast loved righteousness. That's not the end. And hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Oh, glory to God. God help us. To be safe is not just enough 
to love righteousness and the hearing world. Amen. A time will have to come as we are hearing the word and knowing Christ, knowing God. You will now begin to know the things he hates. And you hate it too. Again, the thing he hates is as long as you still have, you still like what he hates, you still have backup plan. You still have escape routes that peradventure if righteousness doesn't work out. Amen? I can still escape. Let's see this thing more. Are we ready? Iniquity. Another word for iniquity, another, uh, in Psalm 45, where they give this exact scripture, they call it wickedness. Another word, twisted. Another word, evil. Somebody say evil. Yes. Evil. Let's see it. Hebrews chapter 3. From verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Remember, you see, that thing is always coming. Here, here, here. Add it out to your heart. As in the provocation. In the day of temptation in the wilderness. Remember? I refer to that when we were murmuring. Both against Moses and God. In fact, the time came, they now said, after they heard the ten spies, they gathered and said, um, Let us make for ourselves a captain that will take us back to Egypt. Moses was there. <laughs> Moses has not led us well. Let's find somebody who will take us back to Egypt. Amen. So he says, Having not your house, as in the provocation, the day of temptation, the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Then, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and say, they all they do always err, error in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Verse eleven. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Now hear this. Verse twelve. Take heed, brethren. Listen. Take heed, brethren. Lest there be any of you and what evil hearts, evil hearts. Evil hearts of what? Unbelief. What does it result in? In departing from the living God. You know, departing begins with unbelief. Let's go and see the author of iniquity, Lucifer. Ezekiel chapter 28. Let's see what more happened to him. Say something the, the origin, if, if the devil sinned from the beginning, means that is iniquity there. Sin came later. The first one was iniquity. Let's see it. It's there. Ezekiel 
28 from verse 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. From verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till was the first thing that was found in him. Iniquity. Now, let me read on. Till iniquity was found in thee. Verse 16. By the multitude, it was iniquity that caused him to start generating other ways of living. Meaning in his heart, he was having a thought, a separate thought. You know, before that thought came, everybody was thinking one thing, worship God. He also, hmm, maybe I can do another thing. Maybe there's another, once you did, maybe I can do another thing. That is God departing. You are deviating from the, from the other. The other was our angels worship God. Then he taught another way, another move. What if I said, what if I did that move? That thing you have departed already. It is departed, it starts from here. Unbelief. It starts from here. Unbelief. Evil heart departed from the living God. An alternate method, an alternate way. That's iniquity. Well, let's see more. So, when a man in his heart wants to turn and depart, then you now start, that's when you start researching how to do it. It's called multitude of merchandise. He started thinking of how to live another life outside God. How to dethrone God. All that thought came from the root. Depart. What's the root? To depart. To deviate. My own way. It's what I'm producing those things. Multitude of messengers. They have filled the midst of thee with violence. And, have seen, and now, see, see where sin now came. Sin came after. It started with iniquity. Iniquity. They turned into a machinery of producing thoughts. How to live outside God. Then from there, the thing turned to sin. And have sinned. Praise the name of God. Hallelujah. If this thing is not dealt with, you can be loving Christ and want to learn everything, but that seed is still there. The program, you know, there are some things that can be in our subconscious. I don't know where I was saying that. There was one time I was, I was just in the, in the bath, and I just like remembering one song for, very funny song. This sounds stupid to me now. From Notorious B.I.G. and P.D.D. from 1995. They have the song we sang. Yo, who shall who na? Tell me who I hear now. I used to say that. It sounds crazy. But that was what we were rapping when we were small. And it is stuck in my subconscious. So, how to depart can still stick in your subconscious. You are here, but you still have, you are still keeping that thing. In case. Backup plan outside God. As long as it's still there, you are not safe. So it means that God will still have to be careful because the God will know the day you offend you, you can trigger that thing. 
You see it. And once God is not free with you, you are not free. That eternal life is not there yet. For eternal life to come to a man freely, God is free with you. Are you someone came to Mark of the Father and said, Do you not know I'll be my, my children in, in, in my way, in my bedroom? In my bedroom. It, it means God is free with them. It means God is free with them. And God cannot be free with a man if he feels that he can still offend you. And because of that, you will run away. It will trigger your backup plan. Amen. Let me just teach you a little bit what eternal life is. So you have some understanding. Eternal life is not that God will give you eternal life and you will now have eternal life. No. Who is eternal life? God. The first John chapter 5, verse 19. This is the one true God and eternal life. Eternal life is that you are so submitted to God that you are under Him and you are there eternally. There is no way that you will be in the same bedroom as eternal life and you will not have eternal life. Not so. Like husband and wife. There is no way whatever the husband has, the wife will not eventually have. That is eternal life. So eternal life is to learn how to allow God have way in you and be free. That's why we serve him with what? Reverence and what? And godly fear. Make sure that he is comfortable around you. Because of what you are, what you have become on the inside. You like what he likes and you hate what he hates. When Elohim is free with you, uh, Elohim was so free with Enoch. What happened to Enoch? Why you were walking? When they just silent, can two walk together except they? They were in agreement. Father was listening. Enoch was hearing. After a while, Father was looking at Enoch. This guy, this guy looks like me, man. It's not even to be here. Let's be going. That is eternal life. To be going with eternal life, whether wheresoever he goes. I will show you another witness, another man. John. Let's see first John chapter 1. He was fellowshipping with eternal life. Praise the name of the Lord. First John chapter 1. From verse 1. That which was from the beginning. This is the process to get to fellowship. His word again. That which was from the beginning. How does it begin? Which we have heard. You will hear and hear and hear. Then what does it come to? After you've heard so much, you will now begin to see with your eyes. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. 
He comes from hearing. The same way as those of you in school. In year one, I remember my year one, I was I was lost. That was the time they advised people to do general studies in year one. Because they know you are all lost. <laughs> you don't know what they are talking about. But by year true, year three, I say for me, maybe some people were quicker. Even people like praise. <laughs> praise. Praise are finishing school in half the time. <laughs>
There's one song. This one has my heritage. This one has. Sorry, I can't speak. Who can help me? I go follow you. Follow, follow you. Righteousness, hated iniquity, 
peace, therefore God, whom that God anointed him with what? Oil of what? Oil of what? What is that gladness? That's the last one. Anointed him with joy, above his, not his enemies, fellows, meaning others will be anointed with all joy as well. He's a portion of eternal life. He has the protection. So you see, loving righteousness will lead you to what? Crown of righteousness. Hating departing. Any thoughts of departing. Any thoughts to talk. Any thought of any contrary way. The Bible would say, I hate every false way. As it's coming, you are hating it. You are fighting it out. Amen. Do you know that there's no way this part will not be offended? Owned by, by me or by Jesus, owned by Jesus himself. How do, you might ask me, what do I mean? Excuse me, who is the first person you blame when you were trusting God for something and you knock on? Who do you get angry at? God, why is he God first? Why don't you call Satan? <laughs> the first person you want to slap is God. You want to fight. God, why do you, God, why do you, why do you mind like this today? Why do you let this person be sick? Why do you let this person go away? Why do you let my father die? Why do you let this person go? Why do you let, leave God alone? Why is it that the first mind is to fight God? Amen. So, is it not you that in this part you will be offended? Ruined by me. Ruined by <laughs> Jesus. The offense is not that he offended you. It's just that he wants to save you. You get me? You are keeping the refuge of life that he has come to an expectation that is wrong. And he's trying to save you from a wrong expectation. And so when the wrong expectation doesn't come to pass, you, 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 you attack him. You blame him. You get offended with him. But can you abide even though you are offended? This is how you know boys who want to enter peace. <laughs> Do you know why to abide even though you are offended? Later on, you don't understand that that was not some offense at all. Thank God you offended me. You say, Jesus, thank you. I appreciate you for offending me. Look at my foolishness. I would have gone this wrong way if you not offend me and not bring that my uselessness. Later. But now I don't understand if you'll be offended. And what is the first thought when somebody is offended? Depart. Another way. Or generate. And sometimes you can stay home, but you're already in, inside here. You're already generated the departure plan. <laughs> So you are there, but you have a plan. Is this, is this how you are? You already constructed the pathway of departure. As a backup plan, it's just there. And okay, let me be hearing him. Let him just offend me one more time. <laughs> I already have my way out. <laughs> Iniquity. The author of it was Satan. It was the first person who ever talked to the past. Whoever crafted 
way outside of God. The original you. That is the original you. An evil heart of unbelief in the party of the living God. Amen. You now understand Paul's fact. After he was about to be crowned, right, crowned with a crown of righteousness, Satan went ahead of him. Say, okay, so you have won this battle. You now have a crown of righteousness. Satan went ahead of him and wanted to go and fight him in the realm of peace. That was the only to for the crown. He had already done everything to get the crown of righteousness. The next warfare was offense. Satan wanted to offend Paul, so he started doing things around him. Let's see. That was where we, where we stopped last week. We'll read that and we'll close. First Timothy chapter 4. Amen. And first we go, after today, we start reconsidering our escape routes. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Our backup plan, our way out. You want us to have it. You can't make peace with God. That realm of everlasting life with that plan. No matter how much you love righteousness. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 4. We'll just read it. You now understand the story well now. You see where Paul is, where he was about to enter into, what the next warfare was. Praise God. From verse, is it 2 Timothy? And they really are looking for 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Yes, verse 7, yes. 2 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Remember the word? C-O-U-R-S-E. School. I have finished my course, my school course, my learning. What's that learning? My doctrine of Christ learning. I have finished it. Meaning, what's the doctrine of Christ? In righteousness revealed. So we now finish right learning righteousness. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. So it was any righteousness. What would you be crowned with? Righteousness. I went to school for nothing. What degree would they give you? Nothing. So if I'm learning righteousness, they'll crown me with righteousness. That's what there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. Verse 9, do thy diligence to come unto me shortly, to come shortly unto me. Verse 10, for demands hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed. Why all these things? Having loved this present world that is departed unto, unto Thessalonica, 
Christians to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. You see that? Are you seeing the feeling of that talk? It's like a talk of depression. Only Luke is with me. What is, why would Satan try to do that? Then it was another warfare for his next level. So Satan started luring those, his, his people, his congregation, to depart, to move away, to make him feel alone in what he is doing. Why? So that he can be discouraged. Why? So that Paul himself too may also have departure plans in case this God doesn't work. <laughs> Amen. When you are disappointed in God, like God has not showed up. You can't, what do you know? What, what by nature do we do? We can't look for another plan, another option. That's what Satan was warning with Paul for. It was a warfare against Paul all these things. And he was using people, not just people who were just newly born again, people who had been with him for years, even decades. Demas, he mentioned in Colossians, together with Luke. Luke, who, Luke, Luke is the one who, Luke, who wrote the book of Luke. So these were not small boys. These are boys who had been with Paul for years, decades. Demas, Satan got Demas. Another one. This one, there's no much more. This one is more like Satan from the beginning. Verse 14. Verse 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his words. You know how in the beginning, where was Lucifer? He was together with the angels where? In heaven, in the presence of who? Of Elohim. Before Elohim cast him out, he had already departed inside. We read it in Ezekiel 28. He had already done violence. He had already done the iniquity. He had already sinned. In here, he was there in the congregation. <laughs> he was there in the congregation. But here, he has already started departing. The mass home is that the mass manifested it physically. The wall, the wall is weak. <laughs> but Alexander, the covers me. Maybe he has, he has invested too much in that congregation. He has been there before too long. And he thought he would lose too much by living. So he, he was abiding there, but his soul had departed. And when you are there and your soul has departed, the next thing for you to do is that you begin to do evil. What's the evil? Verse 15. Of whom thou were also, beware also. For he had greatly what? Withstood our world. He was unbelieving already. He had departed in his soul. So the next thing, if you are not believing what I am saying, next thing is to talk against it. Amen. That was Alexander the Capacity. Am I, am I a bit too? This is salvation. Are we not saying salvation? This is safety. You war with your heart. Not to not to strive, not to journey into unbelief. Amen. You walk with your heart, not what stray into where unbelief. Because once you stray into unbelief, two things happen: either you do a demand or you do an Alexander the Capacity. 
That's what will begin to happen to you. And why, why would a man stray to unbelief? Most times, something else is luring him. He's seeing another light, another pool that he feels is better than what Paul is saying. Now, if Paul was, hear me, hear me, I'm closing. If Paul was fighting a good fight in righteousness and was about to be crowned with righteousness, what was he preaching? Righteousness. So Demas was sitting under administration. <laughs> and Demas was comparing the righteousness that Paul was preaching to the world that he was seeing. I don't know if I'm communicating. And why other people were loving the righteousness? I used to love this present world. Other people were loving the righteousness. Demas was finding it hard to love the righteousness. Why? Because he had another love, which was this present world. And that's why the Bible will say, 1 John chapter 2, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now, God can prosper you. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The system of this world is evil. Love not the world. What is the system of this world? The pride of life, ambition that God did not send you. Lost of the eyes, loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes. All this I want. When you, you know when you see a car. Before you know it, you will lost after it. You want to say one day, you know, I know I love Jesus, but one day I still want to drive that car. It's lost. Amen. There are many good cars out there. It must not be just that one. Don't stick to one. <laughs> it's lost. Anything your soul holds on to and does have this thing is lost. And it's not lost. Amen. So, while Paul was preaching righteousness, many people were loving the righteousness. Demas was struggling to love the righteousness. Why? Because he loved this world. For love not the world. For if any man loved the world, what is not in him? The love of the Father is not in him. That was the warfare. So, every single meeting, Demas was under warfare. This man has come again, he's talking too much. Okay, let me hear him, shall we? with him on now. I'm waiting for the day that all other things will follow us. At least he said that one. He's <laughs> seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall follow us. So, so the master's hope was that all other things should quickly follow. That's the reason why I'm enduring this guy. So when he was saying that the all other things were still dragging, he said, oh no, it's enough. I'm done. I can't wait anymore. His hope was not God, it was the all other things. So what happened to him? He loved this present world more than righteousness. Then the second one, Alexander the Coppersmith. Hey! <laughs> that was the higher realm. Amen. He did iniquity. Till the end, he did me much evil. We stood, greatly we stood our world. What was we speaking? Righteousness. He greatly we stood our world. It means he was probably preaching to, to some of the people and telling them, don't listen to Paul. 
you better be wise. Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with some of what he's saying, but don't just take everything he's saying. Don't be a fool. You have to be sharp now. There are other things. So it means Alexander the God did much evil. It means he was preventing the people from becoming fully into salvation. By making them keep their backup plan, keep their other options, and not give themselves wholly to salvation, to safety. Which is what? Loving righteousness and what? Hating departure. Thoughts to the past. Iniquity. Have I said something good today? Are we blessed? So are you seeing how the root of all of this is staying in faith? Let me now simplify it. Stay believing. Stay what? Stay believing. Don't murmur. Ask questions. There's an understanding you just don't have it yet. There's something you don't understand you just don't have it yet. It's there. Stay believing. Keep your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. For what out of it comes what? The issues of life. I'm saying this so that you can be safe. Amen. All your labor will not be in vain. Let's see one more witness. Help somebody. Help me. Let's see. Our second John. This is the last scripture we read. Second John verse 8. I'm saying this so that this verse 8 will not happen to you. 2 John verse 8. I want somebody to help me read King James. Come up and take the mic. New King James, sorry. New King James. 2 John, Chifra. Yes, New King James. 2 John 1 verse 8. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Are you saying this? What is your reward? Eternal life. Look to yourself that you do not lose those things which you work for. What have you worked for? Righteousness. Which is your crown. Look to yourself that you lose not the things which you have worked for. Righteousness. What have you worked for? The Christ you are hearing. That's why the next verse says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. Look to yourself that you lose not those things which you have worked for. You don't, you don't want to lose out after all the labor, the work. And what can cause you to lose out is that your backup plan. I raise my face. Father, let's, let's, let's appreciate God this afternoon. Father, we thank you for blessing us today. We give you all the praise. We exalt you, Holy Name. Mahashta Fetishta Fetilishta Fadia Fadish. Makalish and Dapalai. Makalisha Fetigai. Makalisha Fetiata. Makalisha Fetigosi. Avakala Padisha. Perventure there's somebody here that needs to repent of maybe you have mumbled in the past. You have disobeyed in the past. You know you have made errors in this light in the past. Just ask God for forgiveness, for mercy. Very quick, He's quick to mercy. He's quick to forgive. So that we can start afresh. We can start to the new slates, a new clean hearts, in loving righteousness and hating iniquity. Father, we thank you. Help us, my Father. Forgive us, my Father. Give us a clean seat. We will abide.
who will arise, who will be meek, who will be submissive, who will follow your light, who will follow your light, who will follow your counsel. You will help us, my Father. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us from every evil. For thine is the glory, the honor, the power, both now and forevermore. Thank you, our Father. We bless your holy name. We exalt you. We glorify you. We lift you on high. We bless you, our God. We bless you, our Father. We glorify you. We honor you. We will keep the faith. We will keep on believing. In the mighty name of Jesus. We will stay the cause. We will stay on your doctrine. We will stay the path. We will stay. We will stay the path. We will stay. We will abide. We will stay the cause. We will stay the cause. We will stay the cause, will stay the cause till the end. We will abide till the end. We will believe till the end. We will believe till the end. We will believe. We are believers. We will believe. We will believe. We will believe. The work of your son Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name. We adore you, our God. We lift you on high. We glorify you. We exalt you, Father. Oh, thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your deliverance. We give you all the praise. We give you all the adoration. All the honor be unto your holy name. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for helping us. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Cherubim shine forth. You 